Wow, we're back, baby. Back for game week one, new season of the Draft Boys. Yeah, but we're on our own. We've got no host. We are. We're hostless again. We'll make it through, though. Yeah, we'll survive, I think. So our host, uh, Whitey, is um, still in Thailand, still living in his Thailand. best life. Very best life. But he deserves it. He does deserve it. And he uh, had a very nice situation to draft from as well, didn't he? Sipping on the cocktails whilst we were mid, mid-draft mid in our evening. Oh, yeah. We had him on the big screen and he was there with his like Raiden straw hat, his sunnies with the beach in the background, sipping on pina coladas or he had multiple oh, drinks yeah. going. Yeah. Or especially when they're $8 <laughs> <a> cocktail. <laughs> and then like what I think he said $4 for a 500 mil beer. Well, yeah, Fuck. he's he's he loving was, it. He was loving it. But he'll be back next week. Um, yes. But I'll do the intro. Um, welcome back to Draft Boys, the FBL Draft Podcast. Um, you're joined by Hito and Miley G. What's up? For a little bit of um, a first round, what, debrief? Yeah, we're yeah a little debrief. It's a bit of a weird one kind of reviewing just only one set of games. Like, yeah. We haven't got as much form to look at. It's all just kind of... We need the data. It's we need more data. data. We do want data. I felt I felt naked looking at um, what to talk about. What to talk about and the results this week is obviously the data boy in our team. But yeah, <laughs> but we can spend a little bit of time talking about our draft. Obviously, yes, we should um, do that. Yeah, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. People would have seen on our socials if they follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out and let us know how you think we did. Um, but before we do that, mate, we should probably um, do snack chat. Yeah, let's do snack chat. Yeah. So I brought us something a little bit interesting this week. For mm-hmm. your drink, you have a Lucky Dip. A Lucky Dip? Yeah. Random cans <laughs> from my cupboard. Okay. Uh, they are cold. Don't worry. I did cool them. Thank you. So you can Lucky Dip and pick out a can of your choice. Okay, good. We have a few random you're arrangements. You're the only person with the heat in this house, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so have a little dig in, dig in here and tell me what you get. Okay. I'm going to get... Oh, a CC. CC. CC and dry. That's one of your faves. It is one of my faves. Yeah. Yeah. And Just for you. Why don't you dig yourself out? Okay, let me as well. dig myself in. So you're not going to get the same thing? No, they're all four different things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I've got a Brookvale Union ginger beer. Oh. Very tasty. Okay, I'm slightly jealous, but I do have a CC. So You do have a CC. It's okay. I'll yeah. have a quick sip. Have a quick sip. And then the other two options that you could have got mm. was that alcoholic cider. Uh, sorry, not cider. Solo that we had the other week. Ah, uh, Soft yeah. drink. Oh, I'm um, glad so we didn't, so I didn't get that because yeah, that was only two weeks ago. Bit of had another can. Mm-hmm. And then I've also got one of those uh, one eight, 196 or whatever, the Japanese soju vodka and lime cans. Oh, the ones from Cat's 30th. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They were Super a bit sweet. sweet. Very yeah. sweet. Very sweet. But delicious. Um, but very tasty. So yeah. Okay. And then for food. I've mm. got something a little fresh for us from Baker's Delight, little Check bakery. Out. Yeah, I saw the little bag over there. Yeah, mate. Have a little look. What is this? It's a veggie mite and cheese scroll. Oh, I've never actually had one of these yeah, before. Super tasty, man. And you, you did have a, you did have an omelet for uh yeah, let's split it. You had mm. an omelet for dinner, so we're going along the breakfast kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, a bit of savory you. for because I didn't have a piece of bread with it. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, I did notice yeah. that. So I thought, oh, the bread will go nice. All right, let me um yeah. let me try this. Yeah, try that, baby. Mm. Oh, so it's just like a bacon and cheese Baker's Delight thing with Vegemite. Yeah, pretty much. It's a little bit softer because it's like all the filling on the inside. Okay. Look, it's quite nice. I'll give, I quite like it. Um, I'll give that a seven. Yeah. And for the CC, I'll give it a solid eight five. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Mm. Yeah. The scroll's good. It's it's uh it's nice when it's fresh because it's a bit more moist. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to dry as hell. 
So that's good. Yeah, okay. Well, mate, let's jump into it. Let's do a quick point recap for the game week so far. We've got one game to go still, Man United's game. Yeah, but sure. Just, I'll jump in first because I think I've got the lower score. Okay. 34. 34. Not amazing. Okay. Not, not Mostly carried by my sub-goalkeeper, Leno, on 12 yeah. points. Had an absolute blinder. Wow. Um, 12 so points from a keeper. Can't complain. Mm. Can't complain. And then just some of my forwards pulling in points. So Solanke and Alvarez. Mm. And then not much else. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of similar. Um, I've just got two double-digit hauls. Everything else were just like twos and ones and zeros. Um, Holland obviously um, comes in with 13 points. He just doesn't skip a beat, does he? Hey, he just comes back just in. Hits the ground running. Yeah. And then I picked up Barnes in the yes. fifth, actually, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, goal and assist nice. from him. and Mate, in 22 minutes. Yeah. He was Fucking a super, super sub, wasn't two he? Two bones, goal yeah. assist. Wow. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good pickup because yeah. I think Newcastle are going to be scoring a lot yeah. of goals. We were saying that in uh, pre-season mm. and I've seen a few people's drafts and seen how late Barnes has gone mm. and people are still like, oh, should I pick up Barnes? I'm like, who the fuck has not picked up Barnes? <laughs> yeah. You're psychos. Definitely. Because he should take Gordon's spot. Yeah. Um, but it will be a competition. Um, yeah. But Barnes is up for it. Like mate, he looks so spicy. He's a prem proven player. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to smash it. Well, mate, let's jump into our draft very quickly. Give the people some highlights of uh, how things panned out. Okay. You got to go first, which was very nice for you. I did. I did. Um, two years in a row that I've got first draft pick. Don't ask me how Can't I do it. it. It's just, um, you know. If you drafted Hullen last year, you could have had him back to back. I could have. Yeah. And I was going to, but... For some reason, when I got first draft pick last year, I was like, I've never had Salah, and I'm just going to take him. And you were scared of the small bit of doubt. Yeah. It always comes with someone new to the Exactly. Prem. You never know. So i got to quickly just tell the listeners about how we got yes, our draft that. order. Because it was every year we try and find a non-skilled game or something to decide our draft yeah. order. And this year, for the listeners that know uh, the game Super Smash Brothers yeah. on Nintendo... Uh, what we did is we set eight random computer characters on level nine, the highest level that they can find. Mm -hmm. We picked a random random map and we each got assigned a character. I got Jigglypuff and everyone was just like, Haha, suck shit, you got Jigglypuff. And I was like, do you guys even play Smash? Jigglypuff Clearly is one not. of the most powerful characters Clearly in the game. Not. And I'm very happy we didn't have to play it because I fucking suck at Smash. Yeah. Bro. So I was very happy it was the computer playing for me. Yeah. But I came last anyway. So so it is maybe real I just because I would have come first if we yeah, did probably. Play, you know? I know. So it's somehow meant to be unskilled, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the end. I got some random Pokemon. You did. You got yeah. Lucario. Um, and when Jigglypuff finally killed Kirby with a final smash, I will add... I scream my lungs out, come on, Holland, you Norwegian Viking king, you're mine for the season. Yeah. He was locked in. He was locked in. No deliberation. Nah. I literally went back to my computer and wrote it straight away. I didn't even wait for us to start draft. I was just like, he's in. It would have been spicy if you picked someone different, just because everyone would have been so <laughs> short. Come on. <laughs> Cool. So let's um let's go through the draft. Um, I don't know if we'll go through the whole thing and then we no, might... let's get some highlights. Just get some highlights. But we'll go yeah. through the first uh, round or two straight away. So I picked Haaland. Um, next went Salah. And then Rashford went in third, which 
I thought it was a bit early for me. Yeah, I can see that. To be honest, the next couple of picks I think could go in any order. It's mm. so hard to choose. With KDB, then Saka. Yeah, Saka, Son, like... Son. It's just so hard to know like who's going to get more and have that season. They're all capable of 200-plus seasons. They are. They are. Um, I just think that if you're in the first like three picks... You just get, you know, one of the top three pen takers, you know. Yeah, that's a very good thing to think about. If they're guaranteed pens and they're a you know regular goal scorer, just gives them the extra however many a season, mm. which makes sense. And then um, in the seventh pick, Watkins went um, yep. in the first round. Yeah. So a lot of people, like a lot of oohs and ahs when that happened. And, you know, to his credit, um, he just explained it like, he there was three other premium midfielders with Bruno Odegaard and Martinelli left, mm-hmm. and he was gonna be guaranteed one of them because it's gonna swing back after you rounded it up, yep. rounded out the first round. So he just wanted to fill that 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 striker with um, his first spot with with Watkins. It makes sense because you never know what I was gonna do. Um, mm. I was probably leaning towards not picking him up because I had the other midfielders valued higher. Okay, but yeah. yeah, if he's trying to protect that forward, which are very, you know, rare this mm. season, I can see why he did it. Yeah. So it switched to you. You went Bruno Odegaard. Yep. Which I think are just two great picks and they both could score 200 this season and, you know, you're looking actually quite pretty. And then, yeah, back to Stace with Martinelli. Said thank you for calling me pretty. <laughs> Hear that, listen. And then Jesus went, um, which I think is about about right for him. Yeah, bound to happen there. Yeah. Um, obviously a bit tough with the injury, but long term he'll still be good. And then Isak went next. So I was a bit disappointed because I was hoping that Isak might get back to me yep. somehow. Uh, he didn't. Um, what do you think about Isak there? I think it's a great pickup from at that point to get all the way back to him because he could have gone earlier, really. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to know. And I think that's a great, a great swoop at that point, especially with looking at some of the picks after. Yeah. Yeah. So the next two picks I think are quite questionable. Very much. So Darwin, then Hoyland, the new United yep. striker. Um, very got taken. risky. I Second think that that's crazy. Man. Yeah. I agree. I don't think either of them have more than 140 in them. Yeah. This so season. when they went, because I'm sitting there and I'm sweating for Trent. Because you at still this got point. three. You got three in front of you. I got three in front of me, and I'm thinking, okay, like ideally, I wanted Trent Foden. That's yep. what I was hoping for. Yeah. And then Darwin and Hoyland went, and I was like, okay, awesome, because I'm getting one of them. Yes. Foden goes. And then so I pick up Trent and Gakpo. Yep. Happy with the Trent pick, but talk to me about Gakpo. Do you think that there's anyone in round three that I should have got instead mm. of Gakpo? I can see why you did because you wanted in on Liverpool. And a striker. And you got another striker. Yeah. Surprised by you because you went two strikers early. Which is so weird for me. Yeah, but you normally layer up on the mids. Um, look, it's... It's probably maybe a little bit early for him, mm-hmm. but I can see why you did it because he's a forward. Yeah. Um. Like I personally myself would have gone like Madison. You would have you would have gone like Madison. Maybe Maddo. Yeah. Um. Because I valued him quite highly this year. Yeah, me too. 
But look, it's hard to know because if he plays and plays every week, like it's great and he's mm. in Liverpool. But yeah, it's a little bit of que- question marks over just minutes with Liverpool players. It is. And I think I'll be, you know, a bit of rotation risk with Darwin, but I do believe that Gakpo will play more minutes than Darwin. Well, he started uh, in midfield actually mm. this game, which was interesting. Yeah, he did. Against Chelsea. He? Um, he looked a little bit thrown off by that position, mm. but we'll see. We we'll don't see know. It's a long season. Out. Yeah. Long season. Take us through the rest of round three. So round three, we had, I think, mostly good picks. There was a few question marks here. So next went Jackson. I'm not surprised he went early mm-hmm. just because of, again, the forward shortage. And the Nkuku injury. Nkuku, yeah. So I think, yeah. He, Guaranteed mins. He increases in value as soon as that uh, news came through. Exactly. And then Grealish. I think that's maybe a little bit early. Like, I think it's start okay. Start of round three. I was considering it. Oh, yeah. As my first pick in okay. round three instead of Gakpo. I, I I do believe Grealish is settled now. Yep. And I think that he's going to be a really mm. big... I've, I've mentioned this on previous pods this season. And I think Grealish is going to have a year. It's hard to know with him, man. It's hard to know. I just don't know if he's got like 150 in him again. Mm. But we'll see. Um, I You can definitely tell that strikers were at a premium here because we just see Wilson go next. Yeah. Very early for him, third round. But I think the panic of setting in of like if you've gone a mid, which a lot of these people have, mm. they're scooping up a forward. True. So the Jackson and Wilson picks were definitely um, needing that after Darwin mm. as well. And then Eze went pretty early for Eze, but we did have high projections for him. He got 150 or no, 160 something last year, I think, 167. Uh, was it that high? Because he was injured most for it, but he came home really strong. He was in the 150-60s, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So not too bad, but I think there could have been a few other picks maybe might have gone earlier. Yeah, like I thought Madison was pretty much the pick there. Maddo or Trippier, I'm surprised he didn't go earlier. Yeah. Um, but he's, I guess, as he's in around that time when you'd guess him to go. Yeah. Now, the next one was Nkunku. Yeah. Third round pick. Very questionable. I would not have gone him then. Well, at that point of the week, we knew that he was going to be out for at least three months. Now it's gone up to four months. Um, and I just think that it's a crazy pick. Uh, to pick that up in the third when you know that they're not back for three months. Like, yeah. that's a big part. That's like it is. a third of the Premier League. Do you know what I think is really helpful here, which I did, and so did um, our other podcaster, Whitey. We look at a little bit of a projection of what we think a player could potentially do and what seems reasonable. Even mm. Cuckoo even gets a 200-point season and he's out for three months. Yeah. That's like nearly a third of the season. Yeah. Like... He's not going to get more than 100. Yeah. If he gets 120, that would be good for him yeah. to come back and exactly get fit back into the team. In two-thirds of the season. Get fit. So he'd yeah. have to absolutely come back and storm at home. Yeah. Like get anywhere near to make it worthwhile having him for that. Whereas opposed to getting Madison, I know he's got injury risks, but... But he's not injured right now. Not injured right now. And Pretty much 150 guaranteed, whereas in Cuckoo could come back and only have a 90-point a season if he potentially. Yeah. Crazy, crazy pick. Um, but he did, the the person who, who drafted him, he did go on to draft quite well for the rest of the, the draft. So we'll see how it pans out for him. It is. We'll, we'll see what happens there. 
Um, and then we start throwing out some just other names here. Like a lot of the other big midfielders go. I'm surprised, I guess, when I look at this list, people can jump on and see how the rest of it panned out. Um, mm. The Brighton players went so late for me. They did. Our first Brighton player goes in round five, Matoma. It I thought bit... we were going to see them go earlier. Me too. And maybe they've got certain type of doubts like I did have before preseason, which, you know, they've lost a few key players. They've got a lot of games making Europe last year. Um, can they do what they did last year again? Um, most of the time they don't do it. But after the result... Um, this uh, this game week, what did they score? Four goals. Yeah, and they looked great. Yeah, it's only, and we also kind of knew that it was going to be once Europe starts. Exactly, that's when it starts showing. Mm. So we we'll see. But I guess, mate, anything from the rest of your team that you look back on and any regrets? What's your um, best pick? Yeah. How so do you feel? look, just to run through the rest of mine. So I go from the fourth. I pick up Havertz and. I didn't want to pick him up, but I felt like I wanted to get into the Arsenal team and that was my last option. Maybe I'm a little bit burnt from him from last year, but after watching Arsenal's game, I'm a little bit happier about it just for the fact of I feel like he can play any position. Mm. And, you know, if someone gets injured, he's just going to slot in where he slots in. Yeah. So... I feel it was a bit early to take him, but just to have him in my team for the rest of the season and just leave him to see what happens, I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, I picked up Richarlison in the fifth just because we've we had basically the, the Kane news confirmed. Yep. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to punt early on Richarlison. I thought it was a bit early, but I knew he wasn't getting back to me. And I do also feel like once you get down to like, you know, your six through to, you know, the last pick, most of those players you don't you don't stay with for the season. So I thought it's a perfect time just to punt on Richarlson. Um, then surprisingly enough, Barnes was still available. Man, Barnes in the six of this is a steal. I think it's a massive steal. Um, the fact that like, you know, Sterling, Gibbs White, Trossard, Almiron all went before that. Mm. It's crazy. Very crazy. Um, I picked up Mudrick as a punt in round seven. Um, just wanted to beef up my midfielder a bit because I was a little bit skeptical on Richarlson and Havertz of what they were actually going to do for me. Um, so, look, I just wanted to get a name in there from a top team and see what happened with him. Uh, I got Allison in the eighth just to, like, secure the goalkeeper for the rest of the year. Um, Ruben Diaz, Thiago Silva... Then I got Kulusevski in the 11th, which I only picked him up because he was still there. And I thought, hey, this could be a steal in the 11th. Yeah. Um, Just hold for a couple of game weeks. Yeah. See how it looks. See how it looks. And, you know, he did start. And, you know, with Kane gone, if Son, um, Richarlison and Kulusevski can get going, that could be a formidable um, front three. Yeah. So, and yeah, I just rounded out the draft with Byrne, Newcastle defender, Alex Moreno. I know he's injured, but he comes back at the start of September. Um, Johnston uh, from Palace as my second goalkeeper. Yep. And then 
Look, what'd you do last? I picked up Kane. <laughs> he was still there. I had to fill my um, my striker position, and there's always a chance that you know the fax machine don't work, and he doesn't pass his medical, and yeah, he's coming back know. to Tottenham. So change of heart. I knew he was on a plane flying to get those steins and eat those sausages in Munich, but I thought, what's, what's look? It's a steal. It's no no skin off your back, right? Like yeah. you. You left it that late for your third forward anyway. There's not going to be that many options regardless. Yeah. And, yeah, you never know. Fuck, if you steal him and he doesn't end up going for some random reason, the one percenter. Yeah. That would have been crazy. It would have been crazy to have, like, Haaland, Gakpo, Kane as my front three. Yeah. Fuck. So, look, that's – I don't have too many regrets. I'm just a little bit optimistic about the squad at the moment. But let's go back to yours – so you went Bruno Odegaard and then yeah. just take it, take us uh, through the rest of your picks. Yeah, so I got Trippier in the third. Yeah, um, solid. I'm surprised he didn't go before that, to be honest. It yeah. I got to a point where I like just had to take him. Yep. Uh, next, I got Diego Jota. I'm nice. not 100% sure if that was the... He obviously started today, which is great, but there's a few picks after that I'm like, oh, maybe I should have gone Luis Diaz or Mount. Um, but I already had Bruno, so I was a bit... Bit skewed there, but I wanted Liverpool to two. Yeah, um, got VVD on the way back. He was still still available. Just thought, got to take the punt early on a good defender. Got a premium mid in there. So yep. that point, nice I, defender. Uh, yeah, that point I had three mids and a um def- one defender already. So I just went down again on the defenders. I realized at that point most of the strikers had gone. So I was like, I'm just going to leave it later and keep pick sweeping on these premium picks which I saw in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went finally got my first forward Solanke in the sixth. It's pretty solid, man. Not too bad. Like a 120, 130 pointer player. Um, and then, yeah, then it got a little bit more, I um, guess, hit and hope. I got Alvarez next for me, filling out the next best striker option. Yeah. Starts the season well, which I'm happy about. Make so I was actually going to pick him up as my third striker. I didn't think anyone okay. would go him. And I yeah. was like just waiting. And when you when you picked him up, I was a I bit, think it's going to work now that KDB's uh, got a bit of an injury. I yeah. He'll play a bit longer, but... He was, he's, you know, kind of all right. We'll see how it happened there. And McAllister was next and he was just still available and it was one of those ones where I'm like, mm. going to take a pun of it. He's going to play most games. Mm. Maybe he can, you know, get to get in some action. Yeah, if Salah gets taken off, like um, he might be on pens as well. Yeah. I don't know. Back up pen taker, definitely, yeah. if Salah comes off. Um, then I just filled out some more defensive options with Louis Levi Colwell from Chelsea. Yeah. Got gross in the 10th. Yeah. Which could just be an average 10th level pick, which ends up being okay, or it could be a bit of a sleeper if he does anything near what he did last year. Yeah. I um, think until they sort out that right back position, because I think he's filling in there at the moment. Yeah. I think they had, um, I'm not really sure if he played in the midfield because Casado didn't play. Oh, okay. Um, due to the transfer. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Mm. Um, and then I just rounded out with a one year as my third um, striker. I got Kepa. Mm-hmm. Varane, Leno, then Cash. Looking back on it, Kepa is, I think, my one mistake. Okay. Um, I should have gone Onana. Onana was still, still free. Okay, yeah. Because um, I actually didn't know the Kepa news that he was going to leave. Mm, I, um, I I didn't know either, and I'm a Chelsea fan. Yeah. So, so I feel too hard I, on I yourself. missed that one, and that's a bit of a shame because then I lost my premium keeper for the season. Well, I mean, you could always just pick up Sanchez on the waiver this That's week. That's true. I'm going to actually try and do that. I'm hoping yeah. no one else is looking at yeah. keepers. Yeah. Um. So that might help me. But I've also got Leno, who's 
going to play. He's you know, not a bad keeper. He did. He got like yeah. 140 last year. He did yeah. really well. No, Leno went really well. And I think he will again this year. So it's not a horrible thing. I just lost that premium team keeper, which I think yeah. is, looking back on it, it was my one pick. I'm like, oh, I should have, you know, you can't be perfect with everyone. But I was no. pretty happy overall, man. I'm pretty happy. Obviously, I'm very light on strikers, but I just knew as soon as I went early with the two midfielders that, I was not getting a good striker. Mm. So then I just lent into getting premium midfielders and defenders. That's I wasn't going to waste an early pick, you know, a, a round three, four, five on a um, average striker at that point. Man, I'm looking at your first six picks and you go Bruno Odegaard, Trippier, Diego Jota, VVD and Solanke. Like for an eight-man draft to get those first six picks... I think it's really, really solid. I think what it gives me is what you said, the spine. Yeah. I've obviously gone very heavy with three mids and two defenders, but yeah, it gives me like someone, I at least need one striker I can play every game. And I think mm. that's a, a Solanke. And, and look, then I if, can then just load up my mids or load up defenders. Yeah. See how we go. If Kepa is your worst mistake, it's literally done at the perfect time because you've got, you know, next week to obviously pick up someone else. And there's not that much difference between... Um, keepers once you take, you know, uh, Allison and pretty much like Ramsdale Pope out, out, Pope, yeah. you know, like there's not a huge amount. They, they all kind of get there's around only, 120, There's even like 20-point difference, I think, yeah. between the top and so, lower-ranked keepers. You, you've just like hauled from Leno, so that just makes up for any <laughs> yeah, differential. <that> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, if you have, I'm, I'm sure you've looked through everyone's teams, Whose team do you like the best out of our league? That's a very good question. Um, I really, I'm going to say because he's not here. Mm. I really like Whitey's team. Whitey's team is solid. So we'll run through it because he's um, the third member of the podcast. And for our new listeners, you're in for a big surprise when he gets back because he is a fucking big ball of energy. <laughs> so he goes, Saka, Isak, Eze, Bowen, Matoma, Chilwell, Visa. Like, look, we got to round seven and all of those are fucking names. Yeah. Fantasy names. Yeah. I'm surprised he went Bowen fourth round. Yeah. Um, very early for him. I, I thought, thought it was see... punty, but, you know, when you're picking up the best player in a mid-table team, yep. it's, never, it's never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think it gives him a really nice spine, those teams. He's got... Two strong forwards. Mm. He's got one, two, three, four midfielders, one defender. Um, then he goes Shah, who's also a good defender for Newcastle. Pope. Gets Pope in as his keeper. So he's just like locked in. And then Martinez um, Amduni, he picks up, um, which is a nice like speculative pick. Yep. Um, and then just the rest of it, like, I mean, it's Tarkowski, Pickford, uh, Kirkes, the new yep. Bournemouth player. Yep. Um, and then he he put in um, Chuck uh, Wamenka. Oh yeah, from Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. Um, just so, as a little like final pick. Mm. So he's got a few ones at the end. He probably won't hold for super long. But like we said, you got the spine. Yeah, and he's going to waver them anyway. So I just think that it is a really really nice looking team. I um we won't say that when he gets back. But oh uh, no, nah, but we yeah. can give it to yeah. him while he's not away. Yeah. 
cool. Um, well, yeah, that's our draft. If you want to check it out on socials, um, definitely hit us up if you want to let us know who you think is the best team. Yeah. Um, and also send us your drafts because we love to uh, look through them and send us your teams if you want to have a bit of a... Uh, 100% we can review it for you. Yeah. And then uh, like we'll do in a second help with some pickups as well. Mm. Um, well, mate, let's go into just a couple of game week highlights. Um, yep. I think for me, one of the things that really stand out this first game week was some of the new boys hitting the ground running. Yeah. A lot of them scored. Yep. A lot of them scored, getting some hauls. So we got Diaby at Aston Villa, Tanali, who I did not expect to get goals at all, defensive mm. midfielder. Um, Pedro, um, Jao Pedro at uh, Brighton scored a pen. Yeah. Um, Barnsley boy, obviously we know. Um, new Newcastle winger. Diassi or Disassi, have you say his name, from Chelsea defender, got a goal. And he was pumped. Dude, he's a fucking beast. He is. He is massive. I, I like wasn't really sure and then I saw him standing next to Jackson, who's mm-hmm. a bit more skinny and lanky. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's got fucking swag. scary, man. Yeah. He's got some muscles. So yeah, nice little goal from him. And then obviously Maddo, who's a prem proven like Barnsley, but hit the ground running with... Two assists and some bones. Yeah. Um, so was yeah. it two assists? I think it was two wow. assists, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so hit the ground running from all the new boys, which I think are people who took punts on, particularly the likes of Diaby. Mm. Um, the rest, I think, would be, you know, drafted pretty solidly. No one probably had Tanali, but yeah, good return from um, Diaby, even though they got pumped. <laughs> well, before we move off this, um, just you mentioned Tanali. Um, I've been looking at him a bit today. Um what do you think? Do you think he's a pickup? Or do you think it was just a random goal? I feel like I'm getting vibes of like Rodri from oh, City yeah. where he will get maybe like five goals a season mm-hmm. just because he's in a very attacking team. You saw his goal this game week. He was, you know, on the edge of the box, mm. ran through into the play and, and tucked it home. Yeah. Look, we might see more from him. He didn't score a lot in Serie A last year at all. No. I remember looking up his preseason stats and they're pretty bad. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, I wouldn't be jumping on him. But I could see some of our deep leagues who have got some other defensive midfielder placeholders in their team because they need to. Yeah. You might be swapping him in out for... Rice or something. Yeah, Rice or someone else who you have to just pick up that's a bit average. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, what do do you think? I don't um, think he will go in our league. I don't think so. No, no, no. I just, I, I had a look at him because like, I was like, uh, you know, I, d- I didn't actually know too much about mm-hmm. him um, until, until I saw his, his yeah. goal. Um, I remember looking up preseason, just seeing no stats. I had defensive yeah. midfielders. So I didn't look at it again. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I thought for a deeper league though, which we like to cater for as well, because a lot of our listeners come from 10 and 12 man leagues. Um, and a lot of people play fan tracks as well, which um, I think he'd be a really solid pick in fan yes. tracks. Yep. Um, so I wanted to move on, um, just, and have a brief mention about KDB's injury. Yep. So he lasted 22 minutes. I'm sure KDB owners are very filthy about it because he would have gone pretty high. Yeah. But I just want to say he's only out for a few weeks. Let's call it a month. And I reckon it's just come at the right time. You know, it's going to make your... Uh, squad selection a lot easier where you just put him on as your third substitute. You don't need to worry about Mm -hmm. that. And it's like you just take the decision out of it and you know that he's going to come back. He's got so much of the season to play. He's only only been one game. So it's come at the perfect time and he's going to get stronger. He's going to get fit 
and then they can probably just manage him better um, throughout the rest of the season. So I would say to KDB owners, don't stress, just chill because he's going to come back stronger and... We hope so. One of our league members is a physio and he was like, had a really good point in the chat being like, man, I told you fucking hamstrings. (laughs) They love to come back and bite you. Yeah. So yeah, you never know what's going to happen this year. I'd be a bit butthurt knowing that from game week three, they've got a really nice run of fixtures. Mm. Sheffield, Fulham, West Ham, Forest, Wolves. But every fixture is good for City. I know it is, but then they go into a little bit of a Arsenal, Brighton, United burst. Mm. But yeah. Look, you know, you would love to hit the ground running with your team, but yeah, I just think chill. You know, yeah. it's it's happened now. You've got to, and you know, just just try to look at a positive because it's you got thirty seven rounds to you go. You do, you do, and that's a big thing as well. Just for this whole for other members of your team that you drafted, like remember why you drafted them. Mm. Don't panic after one game. Like give, yeah. give them the data and the time to prove you wrong. If there's something obvious yeah. that's stood out to you. Like if the KDB owner came to me and wanted like, you know, two of my kind of speculative mids for him, I would just do it. Mm. Like I, I think that there's enough mids out there that I can pick up just someone random and then just hope that KDB, I think it's a punt that's worth taking. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And then City obviously had a few other um, tricky decisions to pick for your starting 11. Like Gavadol didn't start, but... Um, there was an injury to, I think, Stones went off early. Mm. Um, from memory, uh, no, not Stones, sorry, he was injured in the end. But, um, like, yeah, there was a bit of a selection dilemma there. Um, yeah. The, like, Aki started, um, Rico Lewis started. So, some of the maybe given defenders didn't play, which is a bit of a toughie, but apparently there was just a little bit of fatigue and a few niggles here and there in the squad and they all look pretty good now. So mm. I think if you've got other city defenders, again, chill. You probably yeah. picked them for a reason because you've done your research. Yeah. Wait and see a little bit more minutes before you start pulling triggers and picking up. Dropping random players for Rico Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> thinking he's going to play all year. What are we going to talk about next? Like I, I'm looking at our notes and stuff and... Do you want to talk us through the Liverpool lineup? Yeah, let's do it. Because um, that's a pretty big talking point. It was. And there was a lot of debate between us before the season started of like, what's the best option? You boys, who I know, were trying to get a little bit of info out of me as well, mm. trying to figure out that out. And yeah, I think what I kind of figured might be the preferred starting three turned out to be, thankfully. So DS on the left, Jota up front, Salah on the right. The one that surprised me was that he went with Gakpo in the midfield. He had done that in preseason, but I didn't know if it would carry through to the real Prem. Mm. So that was interesting, having Gak as Sabasly and McAllister in midfield. Mm. McAllister played the pivot role. He fucking killed it. Yeah, he did. He had um, some really nice t- um, possession stats, passing and disposing people of the ball, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um so, yeah, I think when maybe Thiago comes back and is fit, he might slot into that six role and yeah. Gakas might lose his place. But um, Darwin on the bench, it's a big, big one. Yeah, after having such a good preseason, we did assume that he would start. But maybe what I was thinking is against, um, look, I know that we weren't like a top four, top six team last year, but we'll, we'll put Chelsea in back into that category. It was a bit of mm. a blip. Maybe against, you know, the top four, top six, he doesn't want to play Darwin and he's going to play Darwin against possibly weaker teams where he can dominate uh, a little bit more in the box. Yeah. 
Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe with some taller defenders because I don't think Thiago Silva and Colwell are super, super tall. No. Um, so maybe there's some choice there as well. Mm. But yeah, I think there's just going to be a lot of rotation. So I think, again, the people who have Darwin maybe don't panic too much. But yeah, if you drafted him early, you'd be a little bit butthurt, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Darwin was going to go in three. He probably went a little bit higher in a lot of leagues because of preseason. Yeah. Um, so you can't really fault people for that to try and get into that Liverpool attack because it is a good place to be. Man, it's hard. It's hard um, to pick. But yeah, won't complain about Jota being a, a midfielder and playing centre. No. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's a few, um, I noticed in the Chelsea game too, obviously a few interesting starts. Yeah. Mudrick, Mudrick not playing. Mudrick not playing. Um, playing a back five, it looked like you had. Back five, I I was surprised to see, but I wasn't surprised in the same time because mm. I do believe when you've got, you know, two wing backs like Reese James and um, Ben Chilwell that you've got to play a back Mate, five. They were so fired up. Yeah, they looked amazing. Really, really. We obviously good. came out really hard and hit you pretty early in the first half, but mm. when they warmed into it, God, Chile and James looked so fire. Yeah, and it's good to see James looking a little bit more stacked. Yeah, you know, I feel like he's been in the gym and he's been working on his his physical condition, and I'm hoping that that relates to him not being made of glass so much. Yeah, and being injured. A lot of the time. Maybe you just heard Diassi was coming in and... He needed to be up. Just like, oh shit, man. Fuck, this guy's going to make me look tiny. Well, maybe he thought that Lauren, his sister, was going to come down to Australia and win the World Cup. And he thought, fuck, I better not get injured because i got to lift a trophy this year. Because, <laughs> you know, my sister's going to be at Christmas it. saying, hey, uh, have you won a World Cup? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, she won't now. <laughs> well, she won't be able to say she'd contributed much to it with her red no. card. Yeah, which Being is a bit suspended. of a shame for England. But, um, you know, there's a big game down here in Australia on Wednesday where England versus Australia, the Matildas in the semi-final. Come on, girls. So we're going to the game. We are. We've got tickets, which is crazy. Very lucky we got the semi-final for that. I know. It's just worked out it's where it's just sick. an amazing fixture. And, um, yeah, we're hoping it's a good game. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll hopefully send Lauren James uh, back crying. Ah, uh, well, you know I don't share that opinion. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm very, very torn because, you know, obviously Australia is my second team and England's my first. So one, yeah, one of them is going to get You wouldn't tell out. from his accent, but he's, he runs uh, red and white inside. I do. I do. You fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Some call me a traitor. I just look, say mate, I'm a mummy's boy. Look, I go mate, for my mum's team. Yeah, mate, look, you've got to stick with your family. <laughs> That's fair. Much like, uh, sure, Reese James will stand by Lauren James's stamp on the, on the competitor she stood on. But, mate, let's move on to some questions. Yeah, okay. Um, to round out the pod. Yeah, so um, please keep on sending questions in. Um, I know that lots of people are texting in on Instagram, but we're going to... Um, answer a couple of other ones um, and we'll get to our Instagram questions next week when Whitey are back. Yeah. Um, what have you got for us? So I've got one from Will from Twitter. He's touched base. He had a little bit of a pickle he wanted our thought on. Um, so he's in a 10-man league and he got in Cuckoo um, in about the fifth round. So he also drafted him early. Mm -hmm. um, I might have done it a few weeks before the injury was made really bad. And he's now wondering if he should drop Mo for Morris, who's obviously a starter and will play every game for Luton. Um, I think after this game week, obviously, definitely, because Luton, mm. you know, he scored the pen. 
And obviously, yeah, very tough being stuck with Ninkuku for two, three months potentially. Yeah, well, look, I've heard four months now. It could get down to three with a bit of good rehab or whatnot. But even three months is a long time. And I think you're in a 10-man league. It's going to be very, very competitive to um, to win because I don't know if you're playing head-to-head or overall. But if you're playing overall, I feel like you need points. And Morris, if he's available in a 10-man league, which I'm kind of surprised about with yeah. all the limited forwards. And I don't know who's picked up what. I would be picking up Morris and dropping in Cuckoo and then just maybe a month out for him maybe coming back, just making an early transfer. Yep. But just try and bank two months of Morris's points. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. For me. And then he's also asked us he wants to get rid of Bruno G from Newcastle potentially. Um, thinking about uh, Ganacho or Chukwemeka. Yeah, um, who we've mentioned before, Whitey drafted. Duke and Mecca obviously got the start against Liverpool. Yeah, he did. So potential starter there. But Bruno's not a massive hauler, but he does play in a very competitive team, mm. an attacking team. What's he, your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts, no way. Don't I, drop him. I watched the Newcastle game and Bruno, like, okay, Newcastle really impressed me, but um, Bruno really impressed me. I mm. thought he was okay. really active, really part of the um, creativity, and I think that he, um, well, I think he got about 120 last season, 130. That sounds about right. And I think that he could get that plus, maybe. Yeah. Uh, he could be like a 150 and player. And is a bit of a pun, isn't it? It's a short-term Short-term. Got a lot of competition, and... Ganacho, I'd say no. No. I think he's going to be a sub. He's not going to start. I, I, Unless he gets some minutes and from some form, I don't know if he's yeah. guaranteed starting spot. At this point, sorry, what's this uh, listener's name? Will. Will. I'm keeping Bruno G. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Maybe wait a few more weeks when you've got some more data yeah. in front of you. Cool. Next question. Um, one of our listeners is thinking about bringing in Gordon. Uh, he's got a nice spot to drop in CISO, who's who, his weakest mid. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good shout. And CISO is definitely the weakest, not going to start very many games. Mm-hmm. Might get the occasional start. So I definitely would try and find a replacement for him. Mm. And I'm not sure about Gordon. We got He obviously got an assist, which was really nice this week. Mm. But there's an issue with Barnes stealing his spot. It's a tricky one for me as well because I've never, ever rated Gordon when he was at Everton and they were saying he was going to go to Chelsea and, you know, a couple of big clubs were looking at him. And again, this Newcastle team, I thought he played really, really well. He linked up with Bruno G actually for a quick one-two and then put it on the head of Tanali. Oh, Tanali. Yeah, the new the yep. new boy. Yeah. Um, and he just did some really good link-up play. Um, I think it's going to hurt because Barnes will probably steal his spot. Mm. Um, but to drop Gordon at this point for... Oh, he's picking up Gordon. Oh, he's picking up Gordon. Ah, so, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yep. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing for that now. stands out to me is some other options on the waiver wire that he shared. Okay, what's that? Both Andreas and Harry Wilson... Are free. Okay. I'm pretty sure I saw Wilson there somewhere. Uh, must have been another screenshot, but I definitely saw Wilson um, pop up. So, yeah, 
for mo- for me, like I kind of like them. They're a bit more guaranteed. They're going to play every minute. Mm. There's no risk of their rotation, particularly Andreas. And we know he had a great season last year with Fulham. Oh, so these are the available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Andreas Gordon Gallagher's in there who had a good game for Chelsea. Didn't wasn't too threatening though. Mm. up front but for me I just look at Andreas and go that's just some safety right there yeah and I'm even looking at a player like AU yeah like he's a quiet achiever at Palace and you know Palace are actually touted to be quite good this year there are some options for him look he could even just get Gordon for now ride the wave for a little bit see if he starts another game and then if Barnes knocks him off his perch there are options. Jump on someone who's more guaranteed. Yeah. For me, I think Gordon is the pickup. Um, I can't see Harry Wilson, so I'm not sure. Oh, here it is. It's just to the right. Oh, there's another screening. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think Wilson's got Did some Did he play well? Potential. I didn't actually see heaps of the Fulham game. Um, look, he didn't get too involved. Fulham didn't have like they won 1-0. Mm. Um Against Everton, but I think he's got a really good season in front of him. He could. Um, he had decent amount of like creativity um, in this in these rankings for this game, and I think he could be a, a sleeper mm. to jump on before before he pops off. It's a bit hard. They've got Brentford, Arsenal, City, which is a bit tricky. But maybe just go Gordon for a few weeks and then swoop Harry Wilson or Andreas when they get the Luton Palace. Yeah. Like run. I like fixtures. that. I actually really, really like that. But Gordon did impress. And I think that even though there might be some rotation with Gordon and Barnes and Bruno, like we were mentioned before, I think that it's a good rotation to be on. Yeah. Newcastle look like they, they can are. score. Sometimes you know. it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. you got time and you got a few other options out there for you. Mm. Awesome. Um, cool, mate. Well, that's everything for this week. Yeah, we're going to keep it short and sweet, but please um, send us in any questions for next week. We're going to have Whitey back, and um, we've got a lot of exciting things to announce this season. Um, we're just going to we're going to filter them. Just um, drip feed them. Drip feed. Keep you enticed. So keep keep listening. Um, subscribe to the pod. Um, like us, it goes a long way for our algorithm. So if you like the pod, please um, stay active. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yep. Where else are we? We're everywhere. Pop up in Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my personal number if you yeah. hit me up on Insta. Like I'm, I'm always up for a chat. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Peace we'll see out. You next week. Yeah. Cheers. See ya. Good Bye. luck. Bye.